If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. Since the sandbox ends, we're back with another rundown from Naples, Florida. I mean, look at this scenery. Isn't it beautiful? This is just a backyard. We'll be going to the beach later on. Something I just want you guys to keep in mind, we are recording this episode outside. So please, you know, the, the environment and everything going on, cars, animals, people, whatever it may be, let's keep that in mind. But still always trying to bring you the best from since the sandbox. So I just gave you guys my biggest questions in the NFL draft. Two weeks ago, I gave you guys Meet the People episode four with Jeff Arnella. So make sure you guys go and check that out. The Eastie baseball team has started off the year strong. So guys, come and check out a game at the East Boston Stadium. You know that varsity team is going to be doing a lot of good things this year. But today we're back with a sense of sandbox classic. Today is NFL sophomore slump or success. So what I'm going to do I'm going to dive in with five players in this episode and then another five players in another episode. And you guys can, you know, share your opinions on whether you think, you know, a lot of these guys will have success or maybe they'll slump in their second year in the NFL. So now to get in to the episode. Before we do that, guys, what do you think of the shirts? Let me know what you guys think. Since the Sandbox podcast is Boston's number one sports podcast, you guys should all know this. And that's why you've been leaving us five star reviews. Okay. The first player I have for the NFL sophomore slump or success, Trey Lance. Guys, this was a really interesting scenario because Trey Lance was obviously a top pick. The San Francisco 49ers made a lot of moves to go and get this guy in. Jimmy G ended up having a great year last year. The 49ers started off slow when they were mixing things in with the quarterback, this and that, but... You know, the 49ers ended up playing the Rams late in the playoffs, and I feel like that was a spot where where they probably didn't expect to be at. So I feel like that was extremely important, but I honestly think this year Trey Lance is going to get the keys to the Ferrari and, and, you know, be able to drive the ship wherever it needs to go. And I actually think that Trey Lance is going to have some success in this scenario, and I just think that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't have done what he did, the way he did it, um, if he didn't have a plan. So I really think that this was all kind of part of the plan, really give Trey Lance that year to learn and, and build some development. You know, it is a little concerning hearing what's going on with Debo Samuel, you know, taking away, you know, the, the 49ers from his Instagram and things like that. I know it's just social media, um, and I know it's probably all part of the contract agreements and this and that, but still you want to make sure if you're going to have a young quarterback like that that you're going to have your stud wide receiver in their form. But I absolutely think Trey Lance is going to have success this year and I just think if you're comparing that based on last year any kind of season this year would be successful but um, I do think that we could see Trey Lance throw north of 3,800 yards you have a two to one touchdown interception ratio and if he surpasses anything than that then that's a great year you know what I mean so next year is really going to be his first full sample size of what he's going to be as an NFL player and I'm really excited to see that I think he's going to absolutely succeed number two Your favorite tight end, the best rookie tight end in NFL history statistically, Kyle Pitts. Guys, this is an interesting scenario because Atlanta is in a different face of their franchise at this point. And Matt Ryan's no longer there, the guy that's been their quarterback for 
X amount of years, right? So I actually think Kyle Pitts is going to slump a little bit. And the reason why I say that is I don't see Atlanta drafting a quarterback in this draft. Um, I just think that they might want to wait till next year. And with the commitment that they made to Marcus Mariota and the relationship that he has with, with a lot of the guys in the organization there, I feel like that's something that they're going to ride out, honestly. And just do think that Kyle Pitts is going to have a slump here. I think he'll catch less than a 1,000 yards. Maybe his touchdowns could go up because he's used more in the red zone. But, um, you know, I'd like to see Kyle Pitts be somewhere around 700 yards and eight touchdowns next year. And for a tight end, that's still a decent season. But after you just caught 1,000 yards as a tight end, you definitely want to build on that. And I think it's going to be very hard to continue to build on that without a quarterback of Matt Ryan's caliber. I know he was older in his career, but realistically, Matt Ryan is still, you know, a top 15 passer of the football in the league at this point. Next, Jalen Waddle. Guys, this is an interesting one because I'm sure there's going to be people on both sides of the spectrum on this one. And we just heard that Tyreek Hill got traded to the Miami Dolphins, so it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what the workload is like for someone like Jalen Waddle, who just had the most catches as a rookie receiver. But I actually think he's going to slump a little bit. Now, I want you guys to hear me out because I think Jalen Waddle is a very talented, a great receiver. And I just think that when you have Mike McDaniels coming in, he used Debo Samuel the way he did this past year. I could see him trying to use Tyreek Hill in a very similar manner. And I just think that, you know, Jalen Waddle is is the guy that's going to benefit from the short passes. And that's what Tua does a lot often. But I do think that the Dolphins will try and stretch the field and score more points because they still they still haven't been successful regardless of doing the short dink and dunks with Tua. And I think, you know, he really needs to find a, a new aspect to his game if he wants to continue to improve and succeed in the NFL. And I think Miami is, you know, putting all the chips in on him. So if he doesn't succeed this year and do well, um, I think that's going to be troubling for his position with Miami going forward. But I think Jalen Waddle was going to have a successful career as an NFL receiver. But after taking in one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL in Tyreek Hill and, you know, you're adding running backs and, and you're changing your team and your scheme and things like that, I definitely think that Jalen Waddle is going to be the person that takes more of the hit than anybody else. So that's why I'm going to say that he's going to produce a little less compared to what he did last year. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, well, I, I really want to be wrong, honestly, because I like Jalen Waddle, but I, I just I think it's going to be hard to see the way it works out. All right. Coming back to the quarterback position, Mac Jones. Pats fans, need you guys to sit tight for this one. This is going to be a little interesting, but Mac Jones last year was probably the best NFL rookie quarterback. And that was very surprising, honestly. He had a really good year. The Patriots played solid. You know, down the stretch of the season, things started to get tough. Kev's Buffalo Bills ended up taking the division. I think Mac Jones is going to have a slump year this year. And I just think that people really weren't expecting him to have the year that he had last year. And, you know, that's all right. He came out and he surprised people. He told, he showed the NFL, you know, why he was the guy that was rumored to be taking at Kyle Shanahan's spot at three and why Bill Belichick really drafted him, honestly. But the reason why I say Mac Jones is going to slump and struggle this year is just because um, the Patriots are losing a lot of pieces, on, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, on the offensive line. They really didn't improve that specialist position. And the Bills are ramping up, you know, the, the, 
Dolphins are ramping up. I mean, these two teams statistically on paper are probably better rosters than the New England Patriots. Obviously, I think the Pats can still steal a game from Miami. I think it'll be tough versus the Bills. But right now, I see the Pats as the third team in that division. I know a lot of you might. A lot of you might not. But there's still moves to make in this offseason. I think it's going to be interesting to see the way the cookie crumbles. But I think the Patriots are going to have some struggles. And they're going to have to find you know different ways to succeed. Mac Jones definitely showed that he's a successful pocket passer. But let's see you know with, with the weapons around him if he can continue to have the success he did two more plays on this list this time I'm going to come to the defense Pat Sertain guys Pat Sertain had an all pro season last year was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL I absolutely think he's going to succeed last year he had tremendous success and that was with a, a, a more porous team around him and now you see that the depth and the talent that surrounds that Broncos team and the money they invested in free agency the trade with Russell Wilson I think that's only going to set Pat Sertain up for tremendous success honestly and that defense is going to be you know really ramped up you're going to have you know guys like Bradley Chubb Justin Simmons and Pat Sertain to lock it down and I wouldn't be surprised if they try and get some defensive guys you know in the draft to really improve that defensive group so I absolutely think Pat Sertain's going to have success I think the Broncos are going to be a sleeper team in the AFC and they're going to make noise in the AFC West so we'll see what happens going to be really interesting my last player New York Giant Kadarius Tony guys we saw extremely impressive flashes from Kadarius Tony last year honestly and it was Troubling to see the Giants offense struggle knowing the skill set that he has, right? And I think that was a large part of why Jason Garrett is no longer the offensive coordinator for the Giants. But I absolutely think that, you know, Kadarius Tony can shine if Daniel Jones can get him the ball, whether that's on checkdowns or whether that's on screen passes, slants. We saw how we utilize Odell Beckham, so we should really be trying to do um, the same thing with Kadarius Tony and, 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 you know, with the skill set that he has, very Tyreek Hill esque. Take the top off opposing defenses, really stretch the fields, and let's get Giants football back to where it needs to be because it hasn't been up to par for a long time. And I'd really appreciate getting back to that so I can enjoy watching football on Sundays a little bit more. Guys, this was episode one of Sophomore Slump of Success. I know you guys are going to disagree with a lot of these picks, but make sure you guys let me know. I want to hear your reason why on, you know, your disagreement. Um, and, and, you know, if you can back that up, so be it. I'm willing to hear it. We have Sophomore Slump episode Sophomore Slump of Success Episode 2 coming next. Guys, go and check out our biggest questions in the NFL draft and stay tuned for a lot more to come with Sense of Sandbox. Five stars. You guys know the deal. Peace out.